Let's fucking do it. You ready? Arizona. Welcome to a Saturday night right here in Phoenix, Arizona. If we can switch gears a little bit and go into like kind of that mentality of, you know, pop culture. Okay. Really What's good. your favorite movie based on one? Mm. I mean, you've got Sideways. Hate it. You've got <laughs> um, A Walk to Remember. Sappy. So sappy. I also hate crying. I hate crying and that movie makes me cry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the scene with the wings and the heat and keeping the wine from, or the grapes from freezing is like, so beautiful. So, favorite wine movie, and there are not that many. It's sad, isn't it, for how popular yeah. wine is? I really liked Bottle Shock. Mm. That was a good one. That is one I am not familiar with. Okay, so Bottle Shock tells the story of the judgment of Paris which happened in, I believe, the 70s. And it was when um, they were holding their large wine competitions in Paris. And at that time, France were like, we own wine. Like, you all can make wine and it can be drinkable, but we, we are the wine kings of the world and don't even try to compete with us. You guys have fortified grape juice, we have wine. So at that time, <laughs> And I forget, I haven't seen the movie in a long time, and I only saw it once. Um, but basically, uh, a Napa vineyard ends up, Chateau Montalena, ends up getting their wine entered in this blind tasting competition in France. Dun, dun, dun. And the panel chooses the panel, who's made up of people who are so snobby about it, and they're just like, no wine could ever compete with our France. <laughs> Wines because we make the best wine because we are French and we are amazing. And now I'm doing accents. It's all good. I'm sorry to offend anybody. Um, anyway, so this wine wins and they're like, you've got to be kidding me. No way. This must be rigged or something went wrong. But indeed, this wine, it won. And so that's kind of how Napa became a place that was known for making wine. And it kind of opened the, the doors for the rest of the world outside of France like to Chile. be part of the party. Yeah, Chile. Australia has some, Australia has some great New wines. New Zealand. I mean, mm -hmm. we're even talking like Spain, Spain's been making wine for a long time too, but, but nobody ever considered anybody else as good as France. And France certainly didn't consider anybody else on their level even. That's interesting, because yeah, when you, when you think the whole world practically is making wines in Germany. And oh yeah, I'm sure they all I taste mean. different. They all have different characteristics. They all mm -hmm. have yeah, and it's not they like they're better or worse or wrong or right, good or bad. Mm -hmm. They're just different. And and sometimes it's okay to to knock them down a few pegs. <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying. France needed a reality check. <laughs> France makes great wines. I'm not saying that. Love. Are, is this is this the beginning of the Arizona France beef? Is no, 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 no. Okay. 
absolutely not. <laughs> on my list, like I have not left the country outside of Mexico, which I don't even count because yeah. that's NAFTA. That's um, go to France. Yeah. I didn't. I only went for a week, and the we top spent of my list Normandy. So that's more like Calvados and Cedras, mm-hmm. and then we went to Paris. And yes, I am one of those Americans who sent the steak back because it was purple in the middle. Like I can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah. But I drank my way through that country like you wouldn't. Eats raw steak. Yeah. I'm now. I had to work at a steakhouse to realize that medium rare is actually good. Medium rare is my. That's my place for steak. But I one time accidentally ordered a steak tartare, not knowing what it meant, and I was like, Oh God, I can't eat this. I didn't know. It's kind of scary because that's yeah. what I did too. I yeah. was like, I'm really sorry. And the, yeah, luckily, and I, yeah. the guy who was there, I mean, this was like the most stereotypical French cafe where it was like everyone's smoking and it's dark and there's, it was like. <sighs> Straight out of a movie. Seriously, I was like, this just isn't right. And then, yeah, I had to be the ultimate American. But it was, it was a beautiful experience and I learned so much about wine on, in yeah. a week. And now you have good. an unforgettable memory. Yeah. So much goodness. Look at them this Sunday. Never been off North America. Yeah. I recommend it. I recommend it. I look forward to going. I've never been to Mexico. I've been to Canada several times. Nice. I grew up in Phoenix. I haven't been to Mexico. I got That's to go to. Funny. Yeah. I also recommend the United Kingdom if you're a beer drinker and get to experience all of the beers. Like we did a like big beer. circle through England, Scotland, down through Wales, back through England. I got to drink the real original Budweiser recipe in Cheddar, England, where they had Cheddar Man. But and Budweiser, really? Budweiser, the oh. original like pre-prohibition German. It not had a different, America. Not American. It was not like. Oh, it was. It was actually really good. But yeah, it was. It was tasty. Nice. So way back when we were discussing and you were talking about all the different things that you can taste in the wine and how you were joking around about if you taste raspberries, you taste raspberries. It makes me think of a documentary that Mark made me watch, not made me watch, but we, we watched it and kind of giggled at called Psalm. Yep. Okay. We talked about that. We, yeah, we briefly had a conversation oh, I about missed, it. I wondered if I was going to miss but out on that. But we can talk again. It, Beauty of editing. <laughs> it made me like ice seriously had anxiety problems after I watched them. Like, I was sitting there holding my breath. I was so afraid for these people. I mean... Uh, Didn't it make you want to go intense. and buy the wine so you could taste it while they were drinking it and yeah. listening to them and go, Do you know how much no. those bottles cost? I hate to even think. Yeah. We Several don't hundred? need to go there. Oh, yeah, easily. Easily? Okay. So, that's the thing. That, yeah, that movie was stressful. And at the time, too, I watched that a few years ago, and I was like, yeah, I want to get my SOM certification. Yeah. Like, maybe not master, I even which is what they it, were going Even for. I was like, well, I could do the first step on that. It looks kind of cool. Yeah, and I still probably will do the introductory level, maybe level one, maybe level two someday if I have time. We have previously discussed that I don't really have time. There's also something <laughs> called CWE and CSE, um, and that's the certif- uh, the certification of wine educators mm-hmm. or the, yeah, I'm probably getting that slightly wrong, but it's wine educators. So that's kind of a different... The acronym checks out. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think you'd ever want to go back to Yavapai and teach? Or would that be something maybe like way in the future you don't... 
my dream, my little like happy place world of forever land that will probably never happen is to have like a very small vineyard and farm and have a, like a farm to table restaurant with an incredible chef where everything is raised on the land, including the grapes that we made the wine from. You know, I just want to have that like holistic mm-hmm. experience. Holistic. That's a, that's that'd a be awesome. Goal. Yeah. And maybe like a couple of places to stay yeah. because we're going to be drunk and we're going to need to sleep somewhere. There you go. After like we eat our idea. amazing meal. Have you ever watched Chef t- Chef's Table on oh Netflix? God, I have serious. not, but I have heard about it. You need oh to watch God. it because there's a lot that is very reminiscent of what you just talked about, and actually, season three is the coming this year. Is okay. Beautiful. And the it's there's a lot of that. Nice. The local and going to these places. Mm-hmm. There was one very similar to that where it was like Sweden. Somewhere in Scandinavia. There's been at least three episodes where it's like, uh, this guy does nothing but um, fires meat outside, or like, this guy, uh, yeah. There have been a lot of episodes where it's just, they have the whole thing. They have everything right there. This guy's like, yeah. he's foraging weeds in this lot over here, and he's also growing his own herbs over here, and he's like, he you goes down and gets totally fish in the love bay. It. It's, and it's like an we're gonna series. need to bring. Well, Aaron obviously is great at the grape farming, but I think we need to bring in a farmer mm-hmm. because my green thumb's oh. not so green. And Aaron can grow grapes like no other, but uh, we yeah, our vegetable garden has issues. <laughs> <laughs> we won't judge. Mine okay. has issues too. It's not. It it's happens. A common thing. But basil, I can grow basil for days. Oh, but basil I is such that. a beautifully tolerant and mint. Oh yeah. yeah, be careful with the mint. Actually, it likes to take over. Mint. It's in a pot. I can't get my mint to grow. Yeah, your mint does not take over no, everyone else that I know who grows my it. My basil is doing really well. My mint, not so much. Yeah. I've killed cilantro so many times. I've never uh, yeah. kept cilantro alive. Cilantro is weak. But I don't even like cilantro. So. I love cilantro. There's nothing but, better than like having seven or eight cilantro plants which and is, just going out there and being like, I'm going to make salsa right now. Like, uh, I'm going to have so much salsa. I'm gonna it go to tastes food like city. soap to you, doesn't it? Yep. Uh-huh. Sure does. Uh, that's a genetic thing. It's a, yeah. There are some people that just can't I can it. eat it if it's like cooked into things, but like I might pick it out if there's too much. Okay. There is such a thing as too much cilantro. So easily for me. But okay. Like, I love Thai food, but they use a lot of cilantro. Yeah, they do. And so I often am picking the cilantro out of that. But I definitely, going back, check out Chef's Table because that is, like, right up your alley. Because there was one, it was, I swear, it was somewhere in Scandinavia, and his restaurant is smaller than the place behind us here at... at I just want to interrupt and just say that I wish that the podcast could see the amazing bike that's driving by. Oh, my God. Awesome. It kind of reminded me of like the Adams family, called? or oh, yeah. Adams family, or that's Rob Zombie. Or the Monsters. Yeah. Yes, that was beautiful. <laughs> that man's beard, I yeah. think, is older than I am. Probably. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the age of the three of us combined. It could be. It really could be. That guy was awesome. <laughs> we could be friends. The, the chef table that you're talking about is like Finland or something. It yeah. is in the middle of nowhere. It's it's literally like this place is dark six months of the year. You have to you have to go over like three sets of mountains just to get to this little tiny place. And he does everything right there. And he's like right two there. or three Michelin stars. Uh, easily. And you, yeah, you, you need you to see the show. You spend thousands of dollars to get there. You spend a thousand dollars with him. 
and you just have everything just right there. And you, you stay in the, the little resort. That's oh, the yeah. resort. It's his restaurant and maybe a little village or something. But yeah. Amazing. Oh, down. Yeah, you check out the show. It is awesome. This is one of those, when I'm rich, I'm going to mm-hmm. fill in the blank. I'm going to go there oh, and man. eat there. Yeah. I know it would so be much. really fun to be able to, like, eat and drink your way around the world. Yes. Like, pick one in one year, just pick six places. Although I did just find out, thankfully, my cousin, one of my cousins is um, very into things on Antarctica. You can now book flights. Like, you and I can book a flight to go to Antarctica. It's not through the military. Uh, Look at penguins. I don't know. And then get right back on the plane? Yeah, pretty much, because it's really freaking cold. Yeah. But it would be really cool to be able to say, I've been there. Sure. I don't think you can eat there, so... We'll have to bring BYOB. We'll bring food. Okay. We'll bring food and whiskey because whiskey is yeah. the best thing to keep you warm. Yes. We've Maybe been some vodka. Dining around the okay. world. Oh, yeah. The light version of going around the world is just going to all the, the ethnic restaurants in Phoenix. Yeah. So we actually have, we have a, we have a, we have a One of my good friends, one of our good friends put together a list. Well, and we, she started it and then I extended it. All right. And what's your favorite? So far, Ethiopian. Yeah. That's something the, I haven't had. Uh, yeah, you oh just eat God. with your hands. Yeah, that you yeah. get the yeah. wat and the yeah. injera and like, you just, oh God, it's so good. Ethiopians, um, Cafe Sarajevo, which Sarajevo's is Bosnian food. If you like meat. Oh, if you're, really yeah, cool. I love meat. Not it's for vegans. Like, here's a plate with 14 different parts, like pieces of sausage on it. Like I've never types. been to one of the Brazilian places. I really want to go to like oh, Fogo de Those are fun. The yeah, that, like, I want to oh, eat yeah. I went to one, I don't know if it's still there or not, back in like the late 90s, early 2000s in Vegas at Mandalay Bay, they had Rum Jungle. Okay. And it had that. And for my 30th birthday we did Brazilian barbecue with and they brought the sabers of meat to the yeah, table. Yeah that's like um yeah I yeah. would dream about that. It was good and we drank a lot of rum. Another thing have you ever had uh, Burmese food? No. Burmese? Burmese. Uh, like no. From Burma. I don't know if there are any Burmese restaurants in Phoenix. We will take and find one. But if you find yourselves in San Francisco, there are two locations. It's called Burma Superstar. And there are two locations. There's one in San Francisco and there's another one in the East Bay. And they're known, their signature dish is this tea leaf salad. So they take like green tea leaves and they kind of, I think you steep them and like strain them out a couple of times. And then you, there's a couple of other things that you put in it and you ferment this paste in your fridge for a few days. It's made with these tea leaves. And then the salad is like a chopped salad with seeds and nuts and fried garlic and diced jalapenos, diced tomatoes. Yep. And and it's this like fermented tea leaf paste and lemon juice is the dressing. Oh my gosh. And they toss it at the table and it is just incredible. It is so good. Let's find that. Let's let's do a thing. And we'll actually on Pinterest I found I found the recipe for that really? salad. So you can look it up. Um, I just like looked up Burma Superstar Tea Leaf Salad. It's one thing I want to grow is tea leaves. Yeah, it'd be cool. I want to do that somehow. I have a curry tree right now that I'm using what? to make dal. So, I have, so cool. It's uh, like it's my go-to like lunch when I come home from work or whatever. 
And I just, I made, I've made four times, five times now. Just this year, Huge, yeah. just a whole like, here's four cups of lentils and whatever. And it's, it's uh, 15 to 20 curry leaves each time. And I have a little curry tree out back and like it was doing a little, it was doing all right. This year it's exploded. Like, That's so cool. I have so many. I'm, I'm actually thinking like, if maybe you should need to like, like the get market. rid of some of that next time you come up, you know, bring you a I'll few. I have to bring some up. Yeah, they're yeah. good. Well, it was it's, so funny it's such because a distinctive flavor. You found a. Um, um, speaking of the Oddity Wine Collective, nice yes, nice dark sky brewing company shirt. So my business partner just walked up. Hi. We're doing a podcast, Dave. Oh, nice. Hi, Dave. Yeah. I'm Karen. Do you want to say hi really fast? Hi, really fast. Here. Hi, I'm David. So you're one third of the. Bree's lesser guy. partner. Whatever. Whatever. Come on now. Well, Aaron's just got a better beard than me. Yeah, we won't truth. judge. You gotta grow, but you know, I've seen pictures of his beard. No, it's not happening. <laughs> not for me. I like kissing my kids too much. <laughs> about as far as it'll go. Nice. Well, thanks for saying hi. I gotta run. Okay. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. So Dave also is the tasting room manager here at Four Eight Wine Works. Oh, nice. So you guys really so besides. Your label, where else does Aaron work? So Aaron works in the vineyards for Caduceus and Merkin. Interesting. And I manage the Arizona Stronghold Wine Club. And then Dave manages the tasting room here at 4-8. And they also just opened up a second tasting room, 4-8 did. Really? That's awesome. In the VOC, the village of Oak Creek, which is near Sedona. It has a label now, huh? VOC. Well, yeah, there's, um, so there's this place called The Collective um, where there's a series of small tasting rooms Mm -hmm. and it just opened. Um, Right now there's just a tasting room for 4-8 Wine Works and a tasting room for um, Historic Brewing and Grand Canyon Winery. Nice. So, check that out. We can go back to the curry. I just thought it was cool that my partner was, was, that was awesome. I was interested in the VOC label. I'm oh, okay. not familiar with that. I haven't been to Sedona in a while. My dad lived in Sedona for a long time. My okay. parents lived in Sedona in the 70s. A lot of people refer to it as the village. Or I the like village of Oak Creek or Oak right. Creek. But yeah, yeah, I've never heard that label before. VOC. Okay. So he went you, to... You me something about that. He, Mark went on an adventure one day. He was like, because, you know, we've already determined, cheers, yeah. that uh, I work way too many Saturdays for my job and he was like hey I'm gonna go to this place in Apache Junction that has Uh, exotic the exotic tree nursery yes thank you it was in the middle of winter not a great time to go to an exotic tree nursery so I come home and he's like look at all this stuff I bought and there's this little tiny curry tree and we're talking like 10 inches tall. It's a sapling. It's it's just it's like so five little. leaves and a couple of sticks. Aww. And now five, four or five years later, this thing it's is long, huge. Uh, three years, maybe. maybe three years. It's now five feet tall. It's got a bunch of new growth on it. And all these little baby saplings that have really? like sprouted off of it. Yep. Oh, that's great. So it's and starting to reproduce. I might be able how, to like, How big is off. it now? Like, I would so say... So it's in a container uh, that's as high as this bench, which is... So it's probably about that tall over the bench. Yeah, so it's about okay. five feet, four feet, four and a half. Yeah. And this is so about a pot, like a potted container? Mm-hmm. Yep. like a big um, terracotta terra pot. Terracotta Nice. And can it stay there forever? Probably not. At 
at some point it's gonna have to get a new home. I, well, I'm gonna split it off. So some portion of it will always live in that pot. The babies, there's so many babies. Yeah, well, it's probably gonna be the main portion of it is gonna stay there and then cuttings will be taken off of that. And those cuttings will live in other places. Cool. But we'll definitely bring you some leaves because, oh yeah, the doll that he makes out of it. That sounds that awesome. Amazing. Yeah. And it's so easy and it's just like, it's perfect, nutritious, tastes really good. So let me get a picture of where we are. This has been quite the uh, weather change. When we got here, it was all wet and rainy and now it's all dry and sunny and Humid. really awesome, awesome clouds behind you. Oh yeah. There's and probably really another coming. It's great. So. Awesome. I wonder what the weather says. Not that it's ever right, but. No, the only job where you get paid whether you're right or wrong. Well, and Arizona right? is super local. It's which mountain ranges do you live between? Yeah. That's gonna change everything. Mm -hmm. Well, according to Wonderground, 50% uh, chance for the next, oh, up until eight o'clock, at which point it becomes 60%. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Sorry. My poor garden. We'll love it if it continues to rain, yeah, despite my, my brown thumb. Mine may not have actually survived today. I hope it did. Maybe it rained also at your house. I Maybe tonight, by the, we, probably when we go home, we'll like... One of the times we came up here and did some time at the tasting room and then drove home, there was one heck of a thunderstorm that we followed all the way down to Phoenix. Oh, oh how cool. cool. It was Beautiful. We actually ended up at uh, Black Mesa, or no? Tabletop. Tabletop Mesa? Mm -hmm. I think so. Table Mesa Road. Just so, yeah, Table Mesa Road. Table Table Road. Yep. Yeah. Table Table, <laughs> table, table Road. Table, <laughs> road. <laughs> I got down to Table Table Road and pulled off there, did a little clover loop, clover leaf, whatever. Stopped and just. It was three sixty. The um, the storm is just just lightning constantly. In every no, direction. not a single strike. It was just pulsing with light the whole time. It was amazing. That, that was also great. the trip where we came home and as we're driving down I-17 to head back south, I fell asleep in the car because I may or may not have had a few too many tastes and I heard Mark say, oh my God, and this huge rock. I woke up and saw the rock bouncing under the car in front of us and it <gasps> hit the hood of my car and went up and over. And had he gone any faster or any slower, oh, I probably man. wouldn't be sitting here with you. I mean, it wasn't like a little three-inch pebble. No, it was six. like, okay. I would say a good six-inch six rock. Like a river rock. Yeah. Uh, it was, it's, so when you go yeah. south of um, Sunset Point, and you're just about to drop down into the valley. Oh, yeah. It was just after you start dropping down, it's those rock hills right there. Those oh, had it had fallen. fallen. Yeah. Some, some car had kicked it up. It went over the car in front of us, just hit, and just... That's some like, final I saw my destination life stuff right my there. Eyes, yeah. And it was just like a uh, final destination. That's yeah. what it was like. I was, do not drive behind trucks with logs in them. Mm -mm. <laughs> yeah. Ever. No. A, a truck with pipes? No, thanks. I'm yeah, good. no. Pretty much anything. Like uh, even a trailer, like a truck Let's pulling a trailer. Landscaping trucks with rakes, shovels. Yeah. Nope. Not behind <laughs> you. My dad was always very much a you double check and make sure that that trailer is chained down and nothing's going to happen. Yeah, but is everybody? No, no because no. we were driving one time back home before I moved here and the car was going really fast and hit a bump and the trailer came off, off the, the hitch. hitch. Yeah. 
that was one of the most frightening moments. Terrifying. Luckily, my brother-in-law had super crazy reflexes. And he, he figured out, like, in two seconds that the trailer was going to go one way and he went the opposite and it would have hit us if he hadn't done that. It was scary. That's so scary. So I'm always nervous when I get behind trailers of, of any sort. I'm like, yeah. um, I hope you'd, like, triple-checked that because nobody needs that. I have super driving anxiety, especially on the freeway. And especially so I love living here in the Verde Valley because driving is relatively like knock on wood but relatively safe here you know we don't have huge semis rolling around everywhere which also scare me um and, and the speed limits are pretty low so the only thing that scares me here are the roundabouts yeah. Oh, yeah. Until you get used to them, because a lot of people just don't know how to function Yeah, on them. that's the problem, is that people don't understand the roundabout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you'll see them breaking, and it's like, you should not be breaking no, right now. No, you're not supposed to stop. You're supposed to keep going. Mm-hmm. It's not a stop sign. Unless you see a car coming, and then it's well, yield. Yeah. But then yes. the person behind you is like, hey, man, you're not supposed to stop at these things. It's like, dude, I have to yield. What do yeah. You or you realize that you're in the inner lane, and you needed to be in the outer lane, and it's like, oh, yeah. oh sorry. Just keep Big going. Ben. Yeah. Yeah, you can go around again. Just that's why it's a roundabout. Just keep going around until you figure it out. Yeah. Or there are the people that are like they hit it too fast and end up crashing. Oh. Yeah. I could see that happen. Yep. That happened. That's happened a couple of times. You could just see evidence. I used to live off the roundabouts over here, and you could just like see evidence. Like, oh, somebody romped over the roundabout last night. One of my first roundabout experiences was outside of Phoenix. North Phoenix by Norterra. Oh yeah, I know the roundabout. And a dump truck was taking it a little too quickly. And my dad just like slammed on the brakes because that, that, how do you want to say it? Dump truck should not move at that angle (laughs) (laughs) where Luckily, Hoagie was like, and we're going to stop and let this guy figure out what Here's he's doing. A tip. If your brain is calculating the center of gravity of a dump truck, it's not safe. No. If you're yeah. thinking about it, it's already too late. That sounds legit. Sounds yeah. logic. Uh, oh, crazy. I, I lived right next to that roundabout for a while. <laughs> people don't understand that one. That was one of the first ones in there. That was one of the first ones, and it was really fast because it was really close it's, to the it's freeway. On, right. Well, it's on either side it's of the 17. It's on the front yeah. yeah. So you come yeah. on, if you're getting on the 17, you had to go through one of the two or yep. both. So a little bit too much speed. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like pretty, they have multiple lanes. Yep. They yeah. Two lanes each. And then, then it's like people moving across and. Uh, yeah. It's, it's such okay a busy now. intersection Back though. Back in the day it was scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Bree, thank you so much for spending time it. with us. Thanks for fun. having me. It's always fun to sit and talk with you, girly. I'm glad the monsoon cleared up a little bit, gave us a little bit of a reprieve. Yeah. There are beautiful puffy clouds everywhere. It's yeah. really darkness over towards Sedona. But, uh, but here is beautiful and sunny, and it's been a great day. Beautiful yeah. park down, downtown. Had some good beer, yeah. some good wine. Some good conversation. Absolutely. I turned on to Dark Sky Brewery, which we're going to have to go visit. Yes. Like as soon as possible. Five yeah. staff is fun anyway. But so what, now were, what was the lineup there. that you said you? They okay, had? they had um, their lemon drop saison. Okay. We need to try. Uh, and I forget the name of this one, but it was like spruce tips that they brewed in their. I think it was an ale. Okay, so you're, it's actually so when people say like, oh, this IPA tastes like pine trees, this has spruce in it. Yeah. Probably tastes like, not pine trees specifically, but like it's, yeah, yeah, it's trees. And then my personal favorite was the uh, the Saturday morning 
um, is a coffee and peanut butter stout. Yeah, we have we have a brewery down in Phoenix, Peoria Artisan Brewery, that does a peanut butter stout. So peanut delicious. butter porter. Peanut butter porter. Yeah. Good stuff. And then they did a pancake, or sorry, Waffle? French toast. French toast. Oh, nice. And it was like. It was like Teddy Grahams, honestly. Ooh, Teddy Grahams. It I'm was not so a fan good. of sweet things, but Teddy Grahams I could go for. Yeah. Well, it was definitely more like spice-driven. Cinnamon and nutmeg. Yeah. Nice. Good flavor. It was pretty amazing. It was a lot of work to go back three feet. It really was. <laughs> Especially I'm from a parallel a, parking. From a <laughs> yeah. Sorry, don't mean yeah. to judge, but yeah. wow. All right. Well, yeah, uh, Dark Sky Brewing sounds amazing. I, yes. We have to go up there. Unfortunately, they were out of it here, but that's all right. Yeah, I didn't was... realize we drank so much of it yesterday. Sorry, that's my it bad. It sounded like a party. We did have a party. That's, yep. that's great. You'll have to come to the next one. Sounds we'll good. We'll come to this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right on. Well, thank you again. Uh, thank this, you. This has been a bullshit session. with. Uh, Super fun. Yeah, kind of fun. Have on a great night. Note, on that copyrighted music that I cannot cheers. share note. I've been Mark. I'm Karen. Bree, thank you. Thank you. And that'll just about do it for our bullshit session with Bree from Stronghold and Oddity One Collective. Thank you all for joining us. Make sure you check out our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc., etc., etc. We're usually at, at Arizona FYI. And the best place to find all of our stuff is at Arizona.FYI in your browser. We'll be back at you with another bullshit session, probably with Dan here in a few days. And uh, thanks again for listening. Have a good one. And remember, when you're out there exploring our state, don't forget to bring us along.